celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas. The Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this Friday, your eighth day of September 2023. That, uh, of course, your date 982023. We welcome you to the show. We come to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, right here at our studio station, home base. Sports Talk 1400 AM and 107.1 FM here in your gaming capital. And, of course, covering the world, as you know, we do on our websites, racedaylasvegas.com, .vegas.world.global. iPhones, Androids, with your KSHP app, so you can hear us now on your devices. And, of course, anywhere you get your podcasting. So we welcome you, however, wherever, whenever, to the Race Day Show for this Friday. We crank it up for the final big weekend at Del Mar. And then we are going to put a capper on... The Spa to Beach 2023 season. And now we are marching into the fall. We know we're marching into the fall because we had the first real countable NFL game last night between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions in Kansas City. And the Lions beat them. 21 to 20. How about that? And that starts it off. And when you get to, to this gaming capital, the race and sports books have so much energy in them because we are now in racing, counting down our countdown now, get serious to the Breeders' Cup. And, of course, we'll have a, another Breeders' Cup seminar over at the uh, South Point on that weekend. Hopefully we'll get Jonathan Ardoon to fly out. He's uh, starting to exercise now, so his arms are really... Uh, you know, his arms are really fit to fly out here. A lot of flapping going on. In any case, uh, we are heading towards the Breeders' Cup now. But we have a lot of good stuff happening this weekend. This weekend, I guess you can call it <clears throat> like the Juveniles weekend. Because uh, Del Mar will host not only the Del Mar Debutant and the Del Mar Futurity for the two-year-olds, but it also has the Del Mar Juvenile Phillies Turf and the Del Mar Juvenile Turf for the two-year-olds on the grass. And we wrapped up uh, Saratoga on Monday with the hopeful. 
And then, of course, uh, Kentucky Downs will be featuring the Kentucky Downs Juvenile Mile, the Kentucky Downs uh, Juvenile Phillies for two-year-olds. So it's it's a weekend uh, that we're looking ahead. We, we're trying to open that little looking glass into, uh, well, you know what happens next year on the first Saturday in May. Got a lot of great uh, racing going on, though, this weekend. Uh, today, Remington Park's going to have a couple of Oklahoma Stallion Stakes Series, one for the Phillies, Colts, and Geldings as well. Uh, Del Mar, which goes into its final three days of racing, begins today. And, of course, uh, Del Mar, they'll have that, uh, that little bit of a twilight post time there at Del Mar at 3 o'clock this afternoon for an eight-race card, and then they wrap it up Saturday and Sunday. The I'm Smoking Stakes is featured today at Del Mar. And, of course, uh, then we get to tomorrow, uh, Canterbury Park will hold a lot of their Minnesota Breeders uh, races, the Minnesota Turf Championship, the Minnesota Sprint Championship, the Debutant, the Distaff Turf Championship, and it goes on and on. The Futurity there, and, of course, the Distaff Sprint as well. That'll all happen tomorrow at Canterbury uh, Park. <clears throat> Colonial Downs coming in with six stakes races tomorrow as well, including the Virginia Oaks and the Virginia Derby at Colonial Downs tomorrow. And, of course, Del Mar will feature three stakes races, the debutante for the two-year-old Phillies, the juvenile Phillies turf, and the John C. Maybe stakes. Kentucky Downs going to crank in with, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, one million dollar races, and the centerpiece one point seven million dollar Kentucky Turf Cup, all at Kentucky Downs tomorrow. And of course, Woodbine will have a couple of stakes races as well. So we were full, full cranking and going after uh, the Labor Day for another great weekend of racing and stakes races as well. Do you know uh, that uh, Bob Baffert? <laughs> is looking for his 17th, 17th Del Mar Futurity win this weekend. <laughs> wow, man. All righty, I know Jonathan Hardoon is going to like this one. Seems that uh, our Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Authority, you know, that big government agency now that has a little dome over all of racing across the country, administering new regulations and parameters, trying to make the uh, the racing industry more uh, uniformed and uh, safe. Okay. But boy, what do they got? They got a safety division now. They got uh, the overlooking the, the jockeys with the whipping and all that stuff. Now they created a new entity, the track, the new track surface advisory group. These people are going to analyze dirt, turf, and synthetic surfaces and their consistency at thoroughbred racetracks across the country. This is, of course, a reflection of and uh, certainly uh, a reaction to the uh, tragic breakdowns and uh, what happened mostly at Saratoga this year. Now, Lisa Lazarus, who's the... HISA CEO said that the group is crucial to ensuring the HISA 
can support local experts working to make the surfaces on which thoroughbreds compete as safe as possible. Well, that's good. And she said Heise is committed to using all resources at its disposal to help tracks under their jurisdiction meet racetrack safety standards. That's good. And the group of track experts will be instrumental in their ability to protect equine athletes from potential injury caused by surface inconsistencies. But this group is going to be a volunteer advisory group. Volunteer advisory group. So my definition of volunteer means you're volunteering your services, but you ain't getting any gitas for it. No payoff. Okay, we'll see how that works out. <clears throat> and we'll see how all of that works. I hope it works out good. I want safe I want safe racing. Good safe racing. Alright, what happened yesterday? Kentucky Downs. The one dreamer stakes won by Sister Luann. Jose Ortiz aborted ten dollars and forty six cents for the payoff. For the flag was second, Jubilee Bridge was third. They had some nice payoffs. Uh, the early pick five paid six thousand two ninety seven eighty nine, and the late pick five paid twenty five hundred twenty two dollars and fifty one cents. It got a uh, along with uh, some of the favorites there. Although I don't think there was one real betting fit. Well, yeah, the uh, third race horse paid two dollars and seventy six cents, but you had a forty eight dollar winner and a fifty dollar winner. That was sparsed across those pick fives. And the middle pick five that ended with the $50 winner paid $5,497 in change. So if you could put those uh, dots together, Kentucky Downs, you're doing well. Tyler Gaffleone did yesterday. He had three wins on the card at Kentucky Downs yesterday. And Ernie Perry's clocker report gave us a winner in the eighth and final race yesterday. Bet down from seven to two. Telltale wins. Pays $5.90 at Woodbine. And uh, Jonathan Hardin's selection for us at Colonial Downs had a second-place finish. Finished second there. All right, so what do we got on today's show? We got uh, Jonathan standing by, Rich Ang, John Lindo. Bob Mazursky is going to be with us because right after Del Mar, we kick right into Los Al's uh, thoroughbreds. And, of course, we got uh, Ernie Perry's clocker picks. So let's get started. Let's do that. We will be right back starting all this stuff kick back with uh, the racing menu for today, set you up, and then uh, get started. It's a beautiful day in our neighborhood, 78 degrees right now, at about 20 minutes after 7 a.m. Pacific time. We're going to get up to 101 today here in uh, Las Vegas. If you're looking to come here for the weekend, dress accordingly. Tomorrow we're going to top off at 103, and on Sunday, another 100-degree top off. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Racing is fast and exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. Cup Pebble Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location. Horse racing fans, Los Alamitos Racecourse continues its celebration of 10 years of daytime thoroughbred racing with an action-packed two-week meet in beautiful Orange County. 
Opening day is Friday, September 15th, and racing will be held Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays through September 24th. First post will be 1 p.m. Pacific. It's been an honor for us to have racing's biggest stars competing here over the past years. From the great two-time horse of the year, California Chrome, to outstanding Eclipse Award winners like Shared Belief, Accelerate, and so many other great stars. Our September meet will include four stakes races headed by the Dark Mirage on Saturday, September 23rd. Plus, on this day, Los Alamitos will host an on-track live money handicapping contest. You could win a seat to the National Handicapping Championship in Las Vegas. The handicapping contest is set for Saturday, September 23rd. For more, visit LosAlamitos.com. It's our 10th year of daytime thoroughbred racing at Los Alamitos. Opening day is set for Friday, September 15th. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from DRF.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the Race Day Las Vegas show. Well, you know, the uh, weather here in Las Vegas is finally getting Las Vegas nice again. But looking across the country, Pacific Coast is clear. That's okay. The Gulf Coast is all right, and so is the Atlantic Coast. But, boy, thank goodness they're not racing right now at uh, Oaklawn because right over the state of Arkansas, there's a lot of, lot of stuff going on. So uh, hopefully if you're out there, relax, stay at home, watch on TV, and play on your phone app. All right, here's the uh, menu of racetracks available today in the Racebook, simulcast centers and racetracks around the country, as we always do. We remind you that the first post time to be broadcast on this racing menu each and every day reflect the first post times in the Pacific time zone, because that's where we're at here in Las Vegas. We're in the Pacific time zone, so these will be the first post times to roll out in our race books today. If you're listening anywhere else around the world, you know you're in different time zones, so adjust to the Pacific time zone from wherever you're at so you don't miss anything. I don't want you to miss anything. have an opportunity to make a bet and win. So I don't want you to miss anything like I miss mom and dad, okay? Here's your menu on this Friday, September 8th. You ready? Okay, here we go. We begin with Pimlico Racecourse. It's opening day at Old Hilltop. Back at Pimlico today, eight races and a first post time of 9.25 Pacific time, Pimlico. Then you have Delaware Park. Delaware Park has eight races. Their first post time is 9.30. Gulfstream Park. Their first post time at Gulfstream today for eight races set at 9.50. 9.50 at Gulfstream today. Next uh, after that, after Gulfstream, 
comes Woodbine, north of the border, Woodbine. Now, Woodbine has a pick six jackpot carryover of $15,340. They've got a super high five jackpot carryover of $88,126. And they have 10 races. First post time at Woodbine today, 10.05. Then we go to Colonial Downs. Colonial Downs has 10 races. The first two races uh, make that the second and third races will be on the dirt. And then races one and four through ten will be on the turf. So you have two dirt races, eight turf races. The first race is going to be a two-mile turf race. That'll be interesting. Colonial Downs. And their first post time at Colonial Downs for all this starts at 10.30. 10.30 at Colonial Downs. Next comes Horseshoe Indianapolis. Nine races. One quarter horse race, that's the last race on the card. And eight thoroughbred races. First post time is 11.10. 11.10 at uh, Horseshoe Indianapolis. They have a super high five carryover existing there today of $2,373. First post time, 11.10. Then we go to Penn National. Penn National has a regular pick five carryover. Not a jackpot, a regular pick five carryover. $5,579 today at Penn National. Their um, super high five jackpot carryover is $17,574. Seven races, first post time is 3 p.m. And then we go where? You know we're going for the final weekend. done with it, but we got a 3 o'clock post time today at Del Mar for 8 races. Their pick 6 jackpot carryover, $117,716. The feature race today is the $125,000 I'm Smoking Stakes for 2-year-olds at 6 furlongs, a field of 7, now 6. Scratch number 3, Tiger in my tank, that'll leave 6. It's uh, pretty competitive, this race. Two to one on the morning line. The favorite there is Lord Prancelot with Kent DeSormo. First post time for the eight races today at Del Mar, 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock this afternoon. Then you have Penn, uh, excuse me, Penn Prairie Meadows. Get it out of your mouth, Ralph. Prairie Meadows. Now, Prairie Meadows has a pick five jackpot carryover of $44,683. That's their carryover at uh, Prairie Meadows today. Pick five jackpot. 44,683. Ten races. First three will be quarter horse races. The third race will be a quarter horse stakes race. And then you have seven thoroughbred races. All starts at four o'clock this afternoon. Prairie Meadows. Charlestown. Pick six jackpot carryover. 14,516. Eight races. First post time 4 p.m. as well. And then we wrap it up with Remington Park. Remington Eight races, two $50,000 stakes races. As we said, it's the Oklahoma Stallion Stakes Series. The three-year-old Phillies at seven furlongs will be the sixth race, and the three-year-old Colts and Geldings at seven furlongs will be the seventh race. 
Eight races at Remington. First post time, 5.05. That's your racing menu today. All righty. Let's go to Jonathan Hardoon, see what's on his mind today. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How are you? I am doing fine. How are you? Good. Where do we get to sign up for that volunteer? Oh, you want to volunteer? (laughs) (laughs) You want to volunteer? (laughs) Oh, man, that'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all they're doing is making it look like they're doing work by not doing anything. That's what I get out of all this. So, volunteer? Okay, we'll get volunteers. No problem. We'll get back to you in a couple of years. (laughs) This way they don't have to answer to anyone because they're not paying them. But it's nonsense, Ralph. The whole thing is nonsense. Well, I think, in all due respect, that they have to do something to address track conditions because it seems like they've got the drugs and the examinations of the horses and all that down to as, 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 as fine and possible as they can. So the only element left is to try to figure out to get a real handle on the track. And maybe it'll come up with some kind of standard or some kind of process when you have, uh, you know, different weather patterns like Saratoga. My goodness, they were just pummeled this yeah, but year. But who, who are these volunteers? You uh, I don't know. experts experts on dirt and the difference between dirt and synthetic. Where are you going to find these experts? I don't huh. think they exist. I really don't. I don't know where they're going to get them. Well, you're, you know, you'll, 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 you'll volunteer. I'll volunteer. Sure. I'll, you. Yeah. I'll volunteer. Nothing wrong with the dirt. Let's go get rid of the computer. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the dirt. <laughs> oh, my. Anyhow, I'll give them A for effort for trying, but we knew when HISA first started and was uh, voted and became an agency. You said officially. it, Ralph. Don't ever get the government involved. Go back to the archives and find the shows where you said it, and you were 100% right. Well, yeah, you always hope that one government agency might be different, but they have a, they have a pretty good record of uh, when they start. No, they belong to, to a union. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> union. The union is called What's the Use? <laughs> exactly. Anyhow, um, before New York starts, we got New York uh, starting on Thursday uh, back at Aqueduct. I understand they uh, they are going to have an ambitious uh, stake schedule for Aqueduct uh, for the uh, upcoming uh, meet, right? Well, it's Belmont at Aqueduct. Right. Yeah, so usually these races are run at Belmont, but they have no Belmont this year. So it's going to be Belmont at Aqueduct probably for the next two years, as we discussed yesterday. But uh-huh. uh who knows? Hopefully it works out. And uh, it's tough when you stay at one racetrack for nine months because that's what's going to happen. They're going to come from uh, Saratoga and go directly to Aqueduct and then actually stay there until next Aqu- until next um, Saratoga meet. So. Right, because they're going to run the Belmont meets there. Now, this would be the usually the very uh, prestigious Belmont fall meeting where they have exactly. all those great stakes races as they do on the West Coast at Santa Anita, prepping for the Breeders' Cup. And now all those races will be at Aqueduct, and then they just stay at Aqueduct through the winter time. And then when the spring comes and you're supposed to go back to Belmont, they're going to stay at Aqueduct until uh, Saratoga, right? Yeah, it's it's really just like Santa Anita. It's just an extended meet that goes forever. Even Gulfstream is like that. There's no more colder, so they run full year at at Gulfstream, and yeah. uh, you know, it obviously it takes its toll on the turf course and probably on the main track as well. But where are those experts? Why aren't they looking into those situations? 
All I can say is the key word in horse racing right now when it comes to racetracks is consolidation. Yeah. All righty, but uh, we got uh, we still have three days of uh, some fun betting uh, going on at Del Mar. Throughout this season, Jonathan, uh, Del Mar, uh, any harder or any easier or any angles that you uh, came up at Del Mar, you thought to yourself, man, this is pretty good? Well, it's really been quite, it's a little bit inconsistent because early in the meet, the inside and speed was no good. Then as the meet went on, speed and the outside, speed and, and the rail really became the place to be. You know, you just really want an even racetrack. Again, a key point at Del Mar is you always need a race or work over the track. So at this point, with three days left, uh, you should have no excuses because they all ran and they're all... Uh, have races and works over the track. So now let's see what happens. But there are good races tomorrow, Ralph. I wanted to look at two races from Kentucky Downs with you. Uh, Go ahead. Races 12. So this is the Turf Cup uh, Grade 2. It's the 12th race, a mile and a half. And I really like the horse in there, Ralph. I like the number eight horse, never explained. A five-year-old from the Chevy McGahee barn. Rider switch to Joel Rosario. This is, again, a full field. All they do is have full fields there. Twelve of them uh, entered, and I like the, the number eight. Never explained. You're getting eight to one, and I think the source is sitting on a big effort. And I think he's going to love the uh, Kentucky Downs layout with his running style. And uh, this is a really a pretty good bet at eight to one. Num- number eight. Never explained in the twelfth race. Yes, he is a Shug McGay. He trained Joel Rosario. Will ride, and uh, to tell you how. There's 16 in the race. Now, There's uh, they're only going to run 12, so the, the others, uh, 13, 14, 15, 16, are AEs, also eligibles. And to show you how uh, wide open uh, this race is, the morning line favorite is at 7-2. to two with the, That's Therapist with the, you know Mike Maker, who points his horses every year for the Kentucky Downs meet. That's for sure. That's the Kentucky Curf, Turf Cup, uh, $1.7 million. And the other one, you said you had two. Actually, the 11th race, I jumped the gun giving the 12th race first, but the 11th race, six and a half furlongs also on the turf, uh-huh. and I love the number seven horse what, in here, yeah. our flash drive. What uh, What is that? Is that the uh, ladies' turf? Uh, six turf? and a half, uh, the ladies' turf sprint. Okay, go ahead. The seven horse, our flash drive, Mark Cassie sends in this uh, five-year-old mare. She's uh, ran at Saratoga last time out. She got bet down to three to one that day. But her previous races at Woodbine were very, very good. And a couple of the Woodbine horses have run well at uh, Kentucky Downs. And, again, the price is right. I like number seven, our flash drive, who's 10 to one on the morning line. To win the 11. Oh, that's a goodie, 10 to 1. This is a million-dollar race of six-and-a-half furlongs and number seven, our flash drive, which will be the 11th race at Kentucky Downs tomorrow. So the 11th race, you like the seven. The 12th race, you like the eight at Kentucky Downs tomorrow, and a lot of big bucks up for grabs in that one. There's nine uh, complete in that race. Bay Storm is the uh, big 9-to-5 favorite in that race, but yours is a nice, juicy 10-to-1 John Velasquez writing for Mark Cassie. All right. And will you be doing a Kentucky Down sheet tomorrow for the folks? No, I just did a couple of races. I'm going to do Colonial Downs. People seem to like that. And uh-huh. they have a big day. It's closing day tomorrow. They have the West Virginia Derby. I'll have Monmouth. And, of course, I'll have Delmar. 
Yeah, now the West Virginia Derby, of course, uh, is part of uh, all those races at Colonial Downs, and uh, the Virginia uh, Oaks is there as well, so it's a big day tomorrow at uh, Colonial Downs. You'll have a sheet for that, and Del Mar, of course. So what are we doing for Del Mar today? Let's look at the fourth race today. It's full field of nine, as usual. It's a mile on the main track, and I like the number eight horse in here, Don't Fight the Fed, a three-year-old Colt. From the Antonio Garcia barn, this horse has three career starts, and he's run well in each one of them. He's, he's improved with each start. Mario Gutierrez aboard. Number eight, don't fight the Fed. Four to one on the morning line that wins today's fourth race out of Delmar. Is that your uh, is that your saying for Heisa? Don't fight the Fed. Yeah, don't fight the Fed. <laughs> okay. All right, in the fourth race, the eight. Don't fight the Fed. Jonathan Hardoon's play the eight in the fourth race today at Delmar. Late post time at three o'clock. Don't forget, folks that uh, Jonathan won't be with us uh, talking on the show tomorrow, but he'll text us some uh, some uh, horses, and I will reiterate your picks at Kentucky Downs for the folks tomorrow as well. And, you'll, of course, you'll have full sheets for uh, Del Mar and Colonial Downs uh, uh, tomorrow as well, right? Correct. All right. Well. Thank you, Ralph. <laughs> cards and letters go right to Jonathan Hardoon if you're a HISA fan. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jonathan. Have a great weekend, Ralph. Thanks you got it, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Hey, Ernie Perry's Clocker Report is next. Don't go away. The racing is fast and exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location. Time for Ernie Perry's Clocker Report for Woodbine today. Remind you, first post time at Woodbine for their 10 races today is set at 10.05 a.m. Pacific time. And I say that because he's got a pick in the first race. So on today's opener at Woodbine, first race, Ernie Perry's Clocker Report is number six, Mesa Spirit. Three to one on the morning line with Pat Husbands. The horse worked a minute, .40 for Cassie. And this horse, he says, been out working workmates and they'll be fit. So in the first race, Ernie Perry's clock report, the six, Mesa Spirit, the six in the first. Then you go to the seventh race for his second selection today, the seventh race on the turf at a mile and 16th. And in the seventh race, Ernie Perry's clock report is number one, Foxy Diva. Four to one on the morning line with the Campos aboard. Worked 48.20 for Atard. He said, toss the last race. This horse prefers the turf and back on the lawn today. Ernie Perry likes the one, Foxy Diva. In the seventh race. So in the first race, the six, seventh race, the one. Those are Ernie Perry's clocker reports today at Woodbine. All right. Now it's time to bring in uh, Bob Mazursky, who, by the way, is uh, getting ready for the uh, Los Alamitos meet as well. Right, Bob? That's right, Ralph. Good morning. Yeah, we start a week from uh, tomorrow or a week from today, I should say. We start on the 15th. Uh, we'll take entries on Tuesday. We'll run six days uh, two three-day weeks prior to the start of the new uh, Santa Anita meet, which will, of course, culminate with the Breeders' Cup. 
Well, uh, before we get down to uh, Los Al in Orange County, uh, we got to go further down to the beach at Del Mar. Three races, uh, racing days left at Del Mar, and today is one of them with a three o'clock post time. Uh, looking back to Del Mar, any thoughts? Yeah, it's been a very, very good meet. Field size has stayed consistently good throughout. It's been a good gambling meet. There's been a lot of uh, impressive performances. So, yeah, it's been a good meet uh, on the racetrack. Business-wise, I think it's been a little bit down, but uh, as far as the racing goes, it's been very, very good. Well, we have eight races today, and it looks like it's a competitive card again today, no doubt about that. Where are we going with the pick? I'm going to go to the seventh race today. I like Pink Whitney, number five. I thought she had kind of a rough trip in her first start on the grass. She improved over the service. I think if she gets clear sailing, she'll be very tough to beat in race seven. So that's number five, Pink Whitney. Hector Barrios, of course, having a great meet there, and he's aboard Pink Whitney in the seventh race. In the seventh race, you like the five Pink Whitney. And, uh, Bob, we know that you uh, handicap all the races in Southern California every racing day. And so if people want more, where do they get it? I can go to today's racing day, digest.com for Southern California selections each day. And then also I do a graded handicap for the Southern California news group papers, which includes the LA Daily News, Orange County Register, Long Beach Press, Telegram, among others. All right. You got it, Bob. And of course, uh, next week we'll be talking each and every day when uh, Los Al opens. As a matter of fact, you'll be with us uh, the day before Los Al with a preview, right? That is correct. I'll talk to you next Thursday. All right. You got it. Thanks a lot, Bob. Thank you. Take care. All righty. Uh, that, of course, uh, Bob Mazursky uh, at uh, Southern California right now. Here closer to home is uh, Rich Ang. Uh, Richie, good morning. Hey, good morning, Rafi. Well, um, your thoughts about Del Mar. Uh, how's, uh, what, what, are your, what are the key things that come to mind when you're looking at uh, Del Mar? And we still have three racing days left, of course. Well, full fields. They've done a phenomenal job keeping the number of uh, betting interests up. And they've been good, handicappable races. The, the weather has been fine, except for that one episode when the hurricane came up the uh, coastline, but uh, it, it has nothing uh, in comparison to what happened to Saratoga this summer. Yeah. But uh, the, the entire meet route has been fun to handicap full fields, uh, good enough quality, and, uh, uh, you know, there's been a lot of chances to make money. Yeah, no question about that, that's for sure. And, of course, uh, your selections for Southern California will switch to Los Alamitos when it opens up as well. And, of course, you've been doing uh, Kentucky Downs and, uh, you know, as far as Kentucky Downs is concerned, um, it's been interesting racing there as well. Yeah, you know, using one of your terms, Ralph, there's a lot of meat on the bones, and I know it's hard to connect the dots, but if you're able to, you get paid, and you get paid very well, but the races are very treacherous, quite frankly. And uh, uh, But, you know, hopefully we can zero in this weekend and get some nice results. Well, you had a nice uh, winner in the first race on your sheet that paid $9 and change, and, of course, uh, the winner of the eighth race, $13 and change. So, uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, even the, uh, the last race uh, winner paid $7 and change. So, um, But, boy, i got to tell you, right in the middle of the card yesterday, uh, to help out the early pick five, a $48 horse, and to help out the uh, middle and late pick five, a $50 horse in the seventh race. Yeah, you know, when you think about the terms of how a racing season goes, Ralph, to see as many bombs come in uh, as they do at Kentucky Downs, you, you don't see that, quite frankly, in a lot of racetracks. 
where uh, either the fields are smaller or the results are a little close to the best or a certain trainer is not, a couple of trainers are dominating or something like that. It is it is the Wild West, so to speak, at, at Kentucky Downs. And, you know, at the start of the meet, I, I mentioned that horses are coming in from, you know, five, six, seven sure. different racetracks that you're handicapping. And, uh, it, 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 uh, you know, with horses coming in from so many different venues, uh, you, you try to put them on a level playing field and see what can shake out. And everybody is, you know, there, there, nobody's running at Kentucky down to prep for something else. The purses are so high that everyone's been shooting for races in the condition book all summer. Yeah, there's no question about that. Mike Maker uh, points for this meet, and he's been very successful there. And there are some jockeys that really have figured out the lay of the land there. I know Tyler Gaffleone, who had multiple winners yesterday, even uh, Jose Ortiz. Uh, they seem to know when to press the button because it's a little different with the uh, the undulating uh, ground and and especially when you get towards the finish line at Kentucky Downs because you'll have horses that are leading by maybe a head or a neck and there'll be three or four horses across the track vying for uh, the lead a sixteenth of a mile away and then all of a sudden you'll see one horse spurt out as if that's the horse that um, is the most fit to handle uh, that uh, that those last yards going up the hill. Yeah, you know, I think jockey maneuvers, jockey strategy is very important because uh, in some of these stretch runs, you'll see horses make big moves from the back, yeah. and then in the final 100 yards, they flatten out, right. and uh, they lose momentum. And you also see some horses that have a lead with about an eighth of a mile to go to get past, and they come back yeah. because, uh, you know, the jockey might have saved some energy. So uh, the the rides are so important. The timing is so important because that stretch run is like forever. Yeah, and that uh, that last sixteenth, like going up the hill like that, I do believe it's uh, mm-hmm. that comes into play with the fitness of the horse too. Rather, uh, and like Mike Maker and a few other trainers have figured it out. That's for sure. But there's big bucks to happen there at Kentucky Downs. Now uh, they are not running today, but they they have a, the big weekend coming up, right? Yeah, yeah, they got a whole bevy of stakes races on a Saturday. I haven't looked at the Sunday overnight, but mm-hmm. Saturday is full of stakes, and I heard Jonathan giving out some horses, and uh, it's uh, it's going to be a fun fest. So I'm looking forward to digging into that card. Now, how many more days? They got uh, Saturday and Sunday. Did they wrap up then, or do they push into next week? You know what, uh, Ralph? I, I've been so busy doing stuff. I, I don't exactly know when their closing day is, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I think it's a six, I, I think it's a six or seven day meet, so this could be the uh, last weekend there. But whatever it is, it's uh, big bucks, short meet, and a lot of a uh, lot of nice payoffs for those who can figure out the uh, the winning uh, strategies. That's for sure. Del Mar has a three o'clock post time t- uh, post time today with eight races on tap. Your selections for Southern California available at the RacedayLasVegas dot com website every Southern California racing day as it is today. Where are we going with the pick? Well, I'm going to set up a Sirocco play in uh, race four. Uh, I had my best bet uh, of the day in uh, the fourth race. I like the six, stamp my passport. So uh, maybe myself and Jonathan can form an exact box. Yeah. But uh, uh, J.J. Hernandez picks up the mount from Antonio Fresu. This horse won two races in a row and then ran second last time out. But uh, I think this horse is in great form for Leonard Powell. 25 win plays, two for the ROI, number six, stamp my passport, race four. All right, fourth race, you like the six, stamp my passport. And, of course, Jonathan came with the eight. So the Sirocco play is the exact box of six, eight. Yours is the six. And, of course, that's the fourth race, which is part of the uh, 
early pick five and early pick four as well. And it starts the late pick five today at Del Mar. Pivotal race, the fourth race today, the sixth stamp, a, stamp my passport. And again, Richie selections for Southern California racing each and every Southern California racing day at the RacedayLasVegas.com website. Just go there and hit Richie's icon, and you're all set for today at Del Mar. All right, Richie, thanks a lot, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, thanks. Good luck, everybody. All right, we're wrapping it up with John Lendo. Don't go away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All righty. With uh, Jerry Jarkowitz taking some time off, we get a chance to talk a few more minutes with John Lendo. John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How you doing? Doing fine, my man. Uh, Richie was talking about how uh, Juan Hernandez picks up a mount from Fresu in the fourth race, his selection, the six-horse stamp, my passport. And it seems like uh, Frey Sue is going to be on a long vacation. Right. Today is the first day of the 32-day calendar. Uh, uh, he's a suspensions. I think there were six, six uh, different he's a whip violations, one strike over the limit. So uh-huh. you put them all together, out of the points that he had, out of the penalty points, and he had to serve some extra days. So... I think he'll be sidelined till October the 9th, and uh, he will ride a couple times this week, and you'll see him in some of the designated stakes races. But day to day, he's going to be getting a little suntan in, in, in Del Mar. I got to tell you too, it's a, it's a shame because he was really he really had the mojo going. He had momentum. He is all the way up into the second place in the jockey standings, and he was close to uh, Juan Hernandez, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, the last couple of weeks he's been the leading rider down here. I think two weeks ago he he won 10 races. I think he won seven last week. Yeah. And yeah, uh, he came, he's all the way up to second. I can give you the standings here yeah. if you want to. Yeah. Going in, okay, going into closing weekend, uh, Juan Hernandez is the leading rider. He's got 34 wins. Antonio Fresu is all the way to second. He's got 31. And Hector Barrios is third with 22 wins. Wow. Uh, well, I, I know it's usually, uh, there's about two or three guys that, uh, keep, uh, doing musical chairs as far as the leaderboard for trainers. 
Yeah, this is going to be interesting this weekend. Bob Baffert and Phil D'Amato each have uh, 19 wins, and Doug O'Neill right behind with 18. All three guys are really busy this weekend, so the trainer's title is up for grabs. Uh-huh. And if Peter Miller gets hot, he's got 14 wins. He'd have to get really hot to pass those guys, but it's possible. All right, well, the, the two guys at the top, we got to find out how many turf races there are left for D'Amato, and we got to find out how many two-year-old races are left for Baffert. <laughs> It's really that simple, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. You know, he's got uh, Prince of Morocco in, in Sunday's Delmar Fraturity, who looks like I, I think Morning Line will come out later today. He'll probably be three to five or two to five in that race, even though he drew the rail. But uh, it didn't come up too tough for Prince of Morocco. So I'm going to assume Baffert's got one there. But uh, Peter is busy, and there are a lot of two-year-olds on the grass this weekend. Uh-huh. That might help him. And, of course, uh, the horse is still trying to live up to his big price tag. Miramati uh, for Baffert is also in that field. And, after all, there are seven in the uh, Futurity, and uh, Baffert's got uh, two of the uh, key contenders in that race, that's for sure. Uh, Mr. Aguilar is going to take some time off uh, for uh, the Rispoli thing, huh? Right. He starts a 10-day suspension today. His horse was disqualified for starting that incident where Umberto Rispoli fell a couple of weeks ago. And uh, so he, he starts that today. And Umberto Rispoli is scheduled to come back today. He's named on several horses. Oh, good. Uh, you know, we don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if he gets to go ahead from the doctors and everything, he will ride today. Three days to go. Favorites? Favorites are winning at 38% for the meet. So okay. uh, it, it's been just a little bit above normal, and uh, I'm a little surprised at that. Yeah, me too, with uh, the way the full fields are and those shipping wins. How about the shipping wins today? Uh, they're going to be busy all weekend, the shipping win horses today. Uh, there are only eight, but mm-hmm. we're looking at, I think, 21 Ooh. on on Sunday and I think around 20 on Saturday oh, as well. Why? So They're emptying, yeah. they're emptying the shipping win barns, aren't they? <laughs> Yeah, they are. Well, it's your last chance to get that bonus money this weekend, so they're going to run for it. Well, I can tell you, the Linda Report all through the Del Mar meeting has been doing a great job. Through Monday, you've had 256 selections, 73 winners at 28.5% there. The mutual returns, uh, $531.40. So the ROI for every dollar bet, a dollar four exchange in return, and that is beating the takeout, folks. Yeah, that's that's a good number at Del Mar to do it every race, every day. Yeah. I'd like to, we'll stay, we'll try and stay on the positive end through the weekend. All right. Now, the Linda Report, folks, we keep telling you each and every day, I'll keep reminding you, the Linda Report covering all the races each racing day in Southern California. have all the selections today at Del Mar, plus the suggested late pick four. You know those things have been hitting. And, of course, all the goody information we just talked about and more, all on one comprehensive sheet. That is, the Linda Report is available at the South Point Racebook. The only place that you can get it here in Las Vegas is the South Point Racebook, and it is there free of charge, exclusive to you, complimentary, because uh, the South Point loves horse players. What are we doing today, John? Well, let's go down to the 8th and final at Del Mar in the 8th race today. Again, 3 o'clock first post time. So 8th race at Del Mar. Number 7, Danzing Cat, was a little unlucky to lose by a nose to her stablemate last time. She's bulletproof in a similar race on the dirt at Del Mar. That was her first race with blinkers, and I thought they helped her quite a bit. And uh, she gets a good trip in here. Number 6, Diamonds Danzing looks like the speed. Dan- number 7, Danzing Cat will sit right outside of her. And at six and a half furlongs, she'll try and wear her down late. I think she can get the job done. Seven to two on the program. Number seven, Danzing Cat. Race number eight, Del Mar. All right. That race uh, is scheduled uh, to go right around 6.39 p.m. Pacific time. So you have plenty of time to get it. In the eighth race, the seven, Danzing Cat, the seven, 
John Lendo's play in the eighth and final race for the race day listeners. And again, uh, you have uh, the entire Lendo report available right now at the South Point, and it'll be there all weekend long. And I'm sure that uh, you will be uh, switching over to Los Al when it starts as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we'll look forward to that. And uh, depending on, I, I have not looked, I think Los Al starts next Friday. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, uh, I think Churchill Downs will open on next Thursday. If, if I have an open date there as far as Cal- Southern California, I'll do the opening day card at Churchill Downs. Yeah, now uh, you told me off the air you thought that uh, Kentucky Downs races tomorrow and Saturday and then closes next Wednesday, correct? Right. They've already drawn entries for Kentucky Downs for next Wednesday. I think that is their closing day because on my calendar, I have Churchill Downs opening up the next day. All right. And you will be doing a sheet for Churchill Downs next Thursday before Los Al starts on Friday. Right. And uh, one other name, too, this weekend, Ralph, you're going to see right now, Saturday, tomorrow in the eighth race, Mm -hmm. familiar face gets back of the saddle. Tyler Bays has a mount. Wow. Yeah, we haven't seen him for a while. He got sick after coming back to California from Oakland Park uh, during the spring. And he is named on stand from Malibu in the eighth race tomorrow. So uh, hopefully we'll see a new face, a familiar face, back in the saddle on Saturday at Del Mar. No kidding. It's nice to see Tyler back in the uh, jockey colony in Southern California. Do you know or did they uh, indicate that uh, this is just brief or is he going to before Oakland starts? Do you think he's going back to Oakland? I have not seen him, so I haven't been able to ask the question. Well, we'll do a little digging and see what we can find out. All right, the new Heisa uh, uh, agency to, for tracks, uh, you know, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just, uh, you know, <laughs> more government intervention. I mean, um, I, I understand it. Um, I understand the reason for it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, uh, it's a voluntary thing. I don't know what the qualifications are for these people. And uh, l- let's see how this plays out. Uh, you know, I, I know all the tracks are very wary of the, the services that they're racing on. So uh, l- let's make sure that we get this right. And, and uh, you know, just put out the best product we can on the safest surface we can. Yeah, uh, the, the new agency, the Track Surface Advisory Group and its volunteers. So we'll wait and see about that. In the meantime, we're going to have a great day today leading into the big weekend of closing at Del Mar. So on a beautiful day in our neighborhood. Uh, John, you're uh, designated to say it. Have a great race day, everybody.